Hi, Cherise here with a special announcement. You can now enjoy select episodes of Detailed in video form. That's right. Detailed is now available on RCAT's YouTube channel. Now, you may be thinking, I already listened to the podcast. No need to watch it on YouTube. Well, trust me, if you don't want to miss out, even if you're an avid listener of the podcast, the video format is a completely different experience. Not only is it like hanging out with us, but you also get to hear parts of the conversation that were left on the cutting room floor. You can also see the photos, drawings, and video as we discuss the incredible projects that are featured. Come join us on YouTube. Follow the link in our show notes, and let's get into the details. This is an original podcast by RCAT. Try the number one most used website for finding building product information and save time and money. No registration is required with RCAT, so try it today and get ahead on your next project. Visit RCAT.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Hi, Sharice here. I recently had the opportunity to join the RCAT team at Greenbuild's 2023 International Conference and Expo in Washington, D.C. Greenbuild's 2023 theme highlighted the decades-long legacy and unwavering commitment of the green building movement to transforming the built environment to serve, prepare, and protect our communities in a rapidly changing world. I spoke with several interesting people who are committed to that effort and had a ton of great insight to share. We are bringing those conversations to you here on the Detailed Podcast as bonus content. Enjoy. My guest today is Mark Fusco, Global Director of Architectural Sales at Bison. Mark, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Cherise. I'm very excited to be here. I am super thrilled to have you here today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Mark before we start talking about Bison's products. Mark has decades of experience in landscape architecture consulting and roof deck systems with an emphasis on revitalizing and reimagining outdoor spaces. His background includes 13 years at the Denver Botanic Gardens as a horticulturist, which is really fascinating, by the way, and designer, and 14 with Bison Innovative Products, the leader in rooftop deck pedestal systems and services. Mark assists architects, developers, designers, and installers with finding the best ways to combine rooftop amenity spaces, gardens, pools, pergolas, and more. Wow, that's a lot. You got a lot going on there. That that must well, be a very large brain. That's a lot to keep track of. I don't know about that, but I've been around for a long time. Well, good. Then you'll be able to tell me all kinds of good stuff today. So, if you've heard the RCAT detailed podcast, then you know that our goal is to talk about great projects with the lens of what did you learn from your great project? Because I think we're always growing, and mm-hmm. as professionals, from everything we do. Lessons learned are key to better and more efficient projects for everyone on the team. So starting with your first question, you represent Bison Innovative Products. We're at Greenville. We all know that sustainability, net zero, decarbonization, energy efficiency, and just healthier buildings are more important than ever before. Tell me first what Bison is doing to contribute to these efforts. Teach me something. Well, from the product side, we make a pedestal paver system. So the pedestals are made from polypropylene, but they have 20% recycled content in them. 
and we're always looking at ways to increase the recycled content with while we steadily keep an eye on safety. As well as that, we offer different types of paving materials. So we have wood tiles that are FSC certified, and we're also introducing species of wood that are lesser known. Species like Itayuba, tiger wood, different species of Kumaru. So we want to introduce these species because we know that they can be FSC certified, and they also have the longevity. So these, all of our systems are built to have longevity that will last for decades and decades. But the versatility of the system is really the key to the product. Architects, specifiers can choose whatever paving material they want to put on top of the pedestal system. So there are concrete pavers, porcelain tiles, wood tiles, natural stone. Those are the most popular of all the different types of paving material. But keep in mind, there are new types of paving materials that are coming into the, into the world. There are concrete pavers with a lot more recycled content. People are putting plastics, like recycled plastic into concrete pavers, putting recycled glass into concrete pavers. So those are a couple of really exciting materials. Also something I wanted to highlight today are bamboo tiles. You know, bamboo is a, is a rapidly renewable material and there are different types of bamboo tiles that are now on the market. So in tandem with just the product benefits, I also today hope to talk a little bit about the benefits of just getting people out of the office, out into the, into the natural space and the outdoors, which is so important on many levels. But you know, I'm, I'm surprised you said bamboo tiles because I thought, you know, especially now working in building science, I thought I'd seen it all and I haven't seen that one yet. Sure. So, yeah, the bamboo tiles are really exciting, and I think that they're, they're really underutilized. It's something that's been in the marketplace for, I don't know, five to seven years now, and I don't see architects specifying them that much, and I think it's, for one, they are expensive, so cost is always a factor, but they really check a lot of boxes. Rapidly renewable materials, they are fire rated, class A fire, that's always something we're looking at too, along with, you know, adding more recycled content, everything has to be fire rated as well because it's going on a rooftop. So we're looking for class A fire ratings. All these systems, whatever they are, need to lock to the pedestals. Everything needs to lock in place because of wind uplift and we can talk about that later. So there's always an eye on safety, but how do we add more recycled content? So I just feel like bamboo is underutilized. And I would like to see that, that, one, that specific product in general being used in the market a lot. Well, it seems to me also, and I'm, I am not a horticulturist, and <laughs> I'm lucky if I can keep one plant alive, but sure. seems to me that bamboo is also a very, very easily renewable resource. Correct. Because it, I made the mistake of planting some in my backyard a number of years ago, and it took a number of years to get it, finally get rid of all of it. Sure. And so something that you can easily just keep repopulating because it quickly erodes. Absolutely. So yeah. that makes it even better. It's a rapidly renewable resource. And the bamboo that we see in the United States, and sorry to get turned into a plant nerd here, but most of the bamboo that's grown in the United States is usually smaller. The palms are usually a lot thinner. But some of the bigger bamboos, like the Mosos bamboo, those have huge palms. There's a lot of material on them. 
you know, some of them are eight, here, six to eight inches in diameter. So there's a lot of material, and that material is growing rapidly every single day. So it can be harvested, re-harvested from the same plant over and over again. And we all, most people know how strong bamboo is. Keep in mind, it is cast into a fin for to make the boards. They're cast into a phenolic resin, which is like a bowling ball resin. So there is a, there is a resin involved, but you know, with a lot of rapidly renewable materials like that, it's essentially a grass. It's really big, thick, heavy-duty grass. Things like that. You know, you need to have multiple materials being being cast together to create a really valuable. So, in in relationship to that too, I I always like to address this. I like to address the um, piece about um, about some of the woods that we sell that are tropical. They come from from uh, South America, and I know there's a huge concern in the, about the rainforest. My, I am concerned. Vice is concerned as well. Many of the vendors that are being used that are, exist out there are actually managing some of these forests in South America, and they're given concessions by the government, and they're managing the forests in some cases, not all. Because I understand, we do understand some of the challenges with the rainforest right now and the use of the rainforest. But some of these concessionaires are managing the rainforests better than some of the government agencies to a point where they're even able to part, partner with the WWF to help manage and help bring some of the species back to you know, increase populations of some of the some of the animals that live within these rainforests. Some FSC products, some kumaroos, itayubas, that are coming from the rainforest are actually coming from some very well-managed forests. And that's what it's going to take to utilize these areas. So we can still bring and harvest materials from them without damaging those forests. So can you tell our listeners what WWF is so they don't think it's the World Wrestling Federation? Oh, that's important. Yes, yes. Sorry. It's a World Wildlife Federation. Yes. I knew that, but, <laughs> Not but I will say that world wrestling was the first thing that popped into my head. Sure, and I heard that. So we have a lot of young professionals in this. Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask about kind of a case study. So can you tell me, and you know, we're talking obviously because we're at Greenville, specifically talking sustainability. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about a specific project or two sure. where you've well, used your products and contributed to a healthier building? For example, the Tribune Tower in, in Chicago. So I'd like to talk about that, how we contribute to a healthy building, but also how we, the safety aspect. So in that particular project, the Tribune Tower, as most people know, the Chicago Tribune building, right in downtown Chicago, a very iconic building. And the Chicago Tribune sold that building to a developer to create a high-end residential. On that particular project, they mostly used uh, porcelain pavers. Porcelain pavers are made here in the United States. So it's not a local material for Chicago, but they're made here. They're very dense. They're dense stuff that they can they can span on a pedestal from two on two feet centers. So they were able to transform that building. There are somewhere between nine and fifteen deck areas. Some small balconies, but some very large expanses of decks. This gave the building owners, the condominium owners, access to outdoor space in an urban environment. And that's really what Vice has, has always been about. How do we help transform these rooftops into outdoor spaces? And not just outdoor spaces for decks, outdoor spaces for plants, for green roofs. So we're, our, our product is typically sitting adjacent to a green roof. If there's not a green roof, there are typically planter spaces with large plants. 
this is what most people want in you know on the in their urban environment these days especially as people move into cities move into like first tier suburbs multi on multi especially multi-family they want these outdoor spaces but they want them not just because they're pretty and they're nice they actually contribute to better health so we can there are studies showing better health health outcomes to people who have access to these spaces now going full circle circling back to safety specifically for the tribune tower one of the big concerns is wind uplift because some of these decks were 15 stories up in the air so the main focus that vice has had for the last really 10 years is how do we create systems that are modular that can be easily craned up onto buildings but then also lock into place keep in mind the pedestal systems as you as a specifier know this these pedestal systems are never attached to the roof membrane you don't want them to be attached because that would void all the warranties of the membrane you also want them to be easy to put onto the membrane so our main thrust and focus has been how do you take something like a porcelain tile that's only three quarters of an inch thick and have that be attached to the tile? Because some of the wind up, the, the required wind uplift values have to be anywhere from 50 to like 180 pounds per square foot of negative uplift. You keep in mind the tiles themselves only weigh nine to 10 pounds. So from a technical aspect, we've done wind uplift testing in a wind tunnel, third party wind uplift tunnel in Florida called the Wall of Wind. I have a third party engineer take those results, run them through ASCE 7-10. We can show that an unattached system, keep in mind that the tile then is attached to the pedestal. We've developed a tray system. The tray attaches to the bottom of the paver. The paver tray assembly is then screwed to the pedestal and attached to the pedestal with hidden fasteners. So you don't see them anywhere. So this beautiful deck, it's all attached together. So the, 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 the sum of the whole is greater than the parts. We're able to show wind uplift values anywhere from that 50 pounds per square foot of uplift value that's needed to 180 pounds per square foot. So that actually tests, to that, and it gets Florida product approval. I mean, obviously Chicago doesn't need Florida product approval, but on this particular project- Yeah, but if you can get Florida they did. product approval, you can basically get approval just about anywhere. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And so even on the 15th floor, for a while they were saying this, there were a couple of engineers who were saying this product can't go to the 15th floor. We presented our testing. We had another engineer get involved, a, wind, a real wind, true wind engineer from a company called RWDI. And they were able to easily show the building owner, the project manager, the general contractor who were really worried. They were able to show them through our, our wind uplift testing. There was no problem. You could just use this product on it. It wasn't going to blow away. And in Chicago, you have to worry about multiple window vests. This building's right along the river. So one side was like a class, a type one building. The other side was type two, but it was still facing the city. And there are, there's downwash from other buildings. So it has to be, they have to be taken into consideration. So I'm sorry, speaking of wind, I'm sorry about my long winded. No, no, explanation. That's, you're here to give me long-winded explanations. But, but this is to show that, you know, aside from just wanting to have build beautiful decks, we want everybody to be safe. We want to lead the industry to show them you can have a pedestal paper system almost anywhere on a building. So it's not just about what can you accomplish on the ground level, two or three stories up. What can you accomplish up on the rooftop of almost any building in almost any environment? Well, that's incredible because even, even, more lightweight products 
flying off 15 stories up can hurt somebody. Correct. You know, being able to, you know, that, that you're not safer just because it weighs less. Correct. They hit you in the head, you're going down. Correct. You know, so having that safety and having, being able to, we have a lot of wind. I live in Oregon. Oh, sure. And, and we have a lot of wind there, mm -hmm. not not like Chicago or Florida, but we have our share. Absolutely. And it's a big deal. Yeah. You know? well, it's a very big deal. And even a wood tile. You look at look at the wood tiles that we manufacture. They're roughly six pounds a square foot. Once they're locked in place, they can sh we can show we can pass for one-time approvals Miami-Dade hurricane standards, and we have that testing which is in value. And we love to work with the architects, the installers. We love to work with the engineers because sometimes the engineers record. We understand that they are incredible structural engineers, civil engineers. They understand that inside and out. But one thing that bison understands is wind testing inside, which is a slightly different animal than than the structural testing that's needed on very large uh, buildings these days. Well, and it, as we were chatting about before we started recording, now that I work in, in building science, I will tell you our engineers the first thing they say for any any manufacturer walking in with a new, mm -hmm. new product, you know, for all the things in the enclosure and the roof. First thing they ask for is show me the testing. Correct. Show me the test. That's the first thing they don't. They don't even want to see the product till they see the testing. And that's their job, and that's yeah. what we appreciate about them. We yes. want them to ask for the testing, and we want to move the industry forward. We want to move this rooftop industry forward because there's so much demand. I mean, in New York City, they say demand demand for outdoor spaces is up sixty percent since COVID. I mean, the CDC and the National Institutes of Health, NIH and CDC, their number one recommendation for people in office buildings and people even in residential buildings is access to fresh air. So we want to provide that. I know I've seen tons more buildings finding all kinds of ways to add amenity spaces outside. Correct. And it is critical. And we appreciate when we ask for that testing and you have it. Right. Because we hear a lot of things, well, we can do this, and when you ask for the testing, there's no testing. How do I know that the product can really do that? And it, just, sure. it helps everybody move forward faster. Absolutely. And I know they're expensive. Yeah. That, that, can, that level of testing is expensive. It is. But in the long run, I think it benefits everybody. It benefits the whole industry. Well, I wanted to say this just immediately, it just benefits bison, but it's going to benefit everybody in the industry because it moves the needle. It makes people understand the safety and it really allows people to do a lot more on the rooftops. They can use more products. I mean, most architects and specifiers, they don't want to have one monochromatic paper type across the deck. They want to use wood tiles, porcelain tiles, concrete pavers, sometimes joists and plank. They want to frame joists and plank occasionally. And especially they want to add pergolas. So I can't say our wind testing our wind testing isn't necessarily right now going to allow somebody just to add an unattached pergola. But once again, we're looking towards the future. What would it look like if you could put an unattached pergola system on the roof? You know, nobody specifiers, everybody, especially waterproofing specifiers, they want as few penetrations through a waterproof membrane as possible. So wouldn't it be amazing if you could say after the fact, put your waterproof membrane down, your pedestal system down, now you can add pergolas into this matrix, wherever you want to put them. You can add pergolas, especially if they're wind tested, they're ballasted in place instead of having to attach to a structure. 
that's the next step and that's the next phase. Well, good. Now we know what to look forward to. So, finally, my final question is, we've talked about this some scattered throughout, but let's just hyper-focus here a little bit. Tell me uh, what sustainable products Bison has to offer to help us design professionals meet these goals. So, if I came to you tomorrow and said, mm -hmm. I'm doing a leads project. Sure. What do you got that's going to help me get there? How will we contribute to those? Our products do contribute to lead sites and well points. We have a really good CEU presentation that's available on AEC Daily, or we do it live and in person. How, whatever people want, whatever specifiers want. Within that, that lays out where all where you can get points. But basically, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, our pedestals contribute have 20% recycled content in them. We are looking towards adding more, but pedestals have to have a certain strength. So it's good to have some virgin, as much virgin polypropylene in that material as possible. Also, something that I am interested in personally is adding hemp resin into the pedestals as a part of the components. So something we're looking at. These are like teasers to talk about the future. I'm not saying we have that now, but wouldn't that be great if at least a portion of the pedestal could be recycled, of course you could be hemp resin, because these hemp resin have fibers, and they're finding better ways to actually get the fibers to bond with polypropylene to make a really strong, in some cases, a stronger material than what was original. But there's a lot of manufacturing pieces that have to go in. So that's how we're wanting to move the needle. Also, FSC wood tiles, if you want FSC, and they are tropical wood tiles. We are looking at thermally modified woods. We don't have a thermally modified wood tile yet, but that is another teaser for the future. What we do have now, though, as I already mentioned, are bamboo tiles. If people don't want the wood look, they just want porcelain tiles. Porcelain, there are so many different types of porcelain tiles out in the market. Something I have always also been interested in since I looked at embodied energies is, and I don't have the numbers yet, but I'm going to get them, is natural stone. People are not using natural stone on pavers that much. Now, keep in mind, bison does not even sell natural stone. These aren't materials that we just sell. These are materials that are gone. But natural stone has a fairly low embodied energy, even though I know it has to be quarried. It's something that's of great interest because the embodied energy is just they're mining it, they're cleaving that stone off, but it's very, there's not a lot of energy being used in the manufacturing process. And then planters. We have a full line of powder coat aluminum planters. Aluminum naturally has anywhere from 20 to 60% recycled content in it, but it lasts a long time. So we're not just looking at recycled, we want to see what will last, or we only sell things that are going to last towards decades, and I mean decades. Our products, our pedestal systems, will be there for the life of the building. The wood tiles can be there for the life of the building. And if you don't believe me, you can look online anecdotally at things like Ipe and Kumaru that have been used for decades in construction. You can look at porcelain tiles. They have a, a very long lifespan. Porcelain really lasts. And a powder coat aluminum, it's going to last for decades once big. So it's not just about recycled also What's going to be there in 20, 30 years? What are things, are these things that our kids or children can use? So, final question. Actually, it wasn't on my list, but I'm just throwing an extra one in there because I'm in a mood. What are you most most excited about right now? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> so, pick a couple. Okay, I'll pick we a only couple. have a couple minutes yeah. left. Like, what just 
makes your eyes get bright and shiny when you wake up in the morning going to work. Sure. So it's not just our products. It's the products that we and the buildings that we come in contact with. We, I hope we enhance this. I feel like it's, it, we enhance or we work well. We dovetail with these products. Green roofs. I think we already mentioned my time at the Botanic Gardens. I used to build green roofs and rooftop gardens. So I love rooftop gardens and all the benefits that they offer. I feel like I like to say that our deck systems offer those benefits along with the green roof because we're giving people access to these amazing green space. So the green roofs help improve the building, but we help improve people's health. We are getting them out the door. You know, some of the major studies now through well, um, there's a really great study out of the University of Melbourne showing through, from uh, Christine Candido showing that that the number one or number one and two things that, that office workers want to go back to the office, daylight and access to the outdoor space. And they're proving that if you have access to outdoor space, you will have better concentration, you will have more socialization with your coworkers and higher creativity. So that excites me, right? And if we are contributing to that, great. How could I not be excited about that? Specific products, I already mentioned our pergola systems. Every rooftop needs shade. I've seen so many rooftops and I get it. It's landscaping some way, so our decks often get VE'd to down to the point of it's just the pedestals and the deck. And then two years later, they have money and they're like, we need shade because you know, the people here want some shade. So if any architects can, can like fight to get shade on a building or get that, or building owners can find a way not to VE that out, I think that's invaluable because you're going to help everybody that's going to come after you. It's going to work and live in that building. Those excitements. I'm really excited about mass timber. I mean, we have pedestal system in Milwaukee, the tallest. You, I mean, every it, so many, so many things about mass timber, and presentation about mass timber at, at this particular show. And well, there should be the tallest mass timber structure in the world is in Milwaukee, 25 stories. You probably know about it. Probably everybody here knows about it. But there's a pedestal system on it. So even though that's not necessarily, you know specific to pedestal systems. It's just the type of building that we're going to see pedestal systems on. If anybody's in a mass timber building, I think they're going to want to access the outdoor space. So um, that particular building, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm being a little biased here, but a shout out to Timberline. That's one of the companies that, that, that built it. There are also other wonderful mass timber companies out there in the marketplace. Those are the things that really excite me in the marketplace. And also pushing the limits on new products. How do we get these new products to market faster? You know, I mentioned concrete pavers with recycled contents in them. Concrete pavers with turf cuts in them, specifically right in the concrete paver so they can just attach and screw down to the pedestal. Then you can get through the product approval because now your concrete pavers attached. You know, how do we educate everybody about the importance and how do we increase the size of these outdoor spaces? That's where people want to work. Could we have outdoor office spaces on rooftops? Absolutely. Why not? Right now we have pools and seating structures, bocce courts, dog walk areas. Where's the outdoor office? We want to get people back into the office. Exactly. We want to work Pop-up parks. These are going down to the street level. We're seeing more and more pop-up parks being used in cities. They're street side decks, basically mostly in front of restaurants and small businesses. Those places, they are leasing the parking places. In, especially in urban environments. We started working on pop-up parks in New York City and San Francisco in 2009. I helped install some of the first pop-up parks in New York City 
And, and that was because they wanted these businesses like restaurants to have little outdoor seating spaces. They leased the parking places. It's a park that's for everybody in the neighborhood of the city. And they're wanting to add these parks. So people in the neighborhood will have a little bit of green space on the street level. So we're excited because it's great marketing, but now it's becoming a new market for us. Last year, or two years ago, I'm sorry, Cincinnati added 22 pop-up parks to their city. The city got involved, the, business, the building owners, it was a public-private partnership. They put them all over the city of Cincinnati. Now people are actually going into downtown to eat at these restaurants because they want to see these little tiny parks. There's street side decks, but they have planters and plants and beautiful seating. And some of them have little shade structures on them. Here in D.C., we just did one in Alexandria. It's in Alexandria on King Street. Like a large portion of King Street now has these pedestal decks on them. And the reason you're using pedestal decks is because there's a slope to drain situation. You need pedestals to create a nice level surface across the slope surface. If they need to pick them up to clean, they can. If they need to pick them up to remove them in the wintertime, they can, they're modular so they can be used and moved around, taken away, set I think you'll see those expand too because I'm seeing more and more people in different cities where they're shutting down streets. Correct. Like permanently to yep. more pedestrian yep. walking space. And mm -hmm. So they're having to think about how they're reformulating those street areas into different kinds of space when cars are no longer going to go through. Mark, thank you so much. Thank you, Shreve. I, I learned. This is why I love manufacturers and their representatives and the people that come talk to me. I learned more in a short period of time and put together than I could ever, you know, I have to go out and do two hours of research to get what I can get in five minutes <laughs> with, with you, you guys putting well, thank it you. together for me. That's a very high compliment, especially coming from somebody with your background. I really appreciate that. I appreciate Th you being thank here you, today. Thank you for inviting me. This is a great opportunity. and. Uh, we just want to go out, we want to help specifiers and we want to help the whole market grow. So please let us know how we can help better. I hope anybody listening to this podcast, reach out to us with questions. Aside from appreciating this, the people, folks at Bison, our whole team, we answer our phones, we answer our emails, and we want to help specifiers and all the people in the marketplace that are interested in rooftop decks. We want to help them, even if they are just calling to ask us questions, general questions. We all heard that, people. Call Bison. They will answer the phone. A people of mine. We will. When somebody doesn't answer the phone, they will answer the phone and email. So call them and get all the information you need. And thank you again for joining us today. Thank you so much for this. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, visit rcat.com forward slash podcast to see photos, details, and more related project and product information that we discussed today. While you're there, take a look around rcat.com. For over 30 years, rcat has been the resource for AEC professionals to find the right products for their project. Try rcat and see how their tools can save you time and money and help you get ahead on your next project. Visit rcat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. If you enjoyed the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and sharing this with your friends. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back to share more stories and lessons learned to help you navigate your next project.